Hi, Chuck here with a quick note to let you know that this episode on data governance was so full of great information that it went a little longer than our standard breakpoint episode, so I opted to break it into two parts. This is part two of my discussion with Kasturi Nagapan and Samir Kumar Pandey from ServiceNow on data governance. If you haven't listened to part one, I invite you to go back one episode and get the full story. And now, on with part two. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. I've got another question for you, Kasturi. Not, not ignoring you, Samir. We'll come back to you. Are there specific tools that ServiceNow offers to help customers with data governance? Yes, there are quite a lot, but I'll talk about key things that has helped me as a developer, as well as the recommendations that I've made to the customer. Number one, I would say the CMDB data foundation dashboards and the CSDM dashboards, Mm -hmm. which gives a detailed perspective and insights of how a CMDB can be configured. And like I said, when we are talking about data, CMDB forms the foundation or the base. And uh, it gives details about the duplicate CIs, what are the CIs without serial numbers, how it can be tracked. And also it gets tags with a remediation playbook on how you can fix that as well. And something that I really liked in the recent Tokyo updates or the, the recent release is that there are uh, customers who make customizations or changes to CMDB, and they want to know how they can revert back after a while. The new dashboard provides all such nice information. It also gives details about the IPSM best practices that the developers should focus on, on whether a serial number is tied to an incident or a business service. So those key small things where we have to spend a lot of manual effort, it's all available in the dashboard. And that's going to help you achieve your data quality and data integrity as well. Uh, And the second being uh, the help dashboards, which is already there for quite some time, which will give uh, details about the CMDB orphan CIs, the stale CIs, which are not used for quite some time, and the duplicate CIs, From there, the cleanup and the data audits can also be performed. And uh, based on my experience, what I've seen is that when you're talking about the company data or the vendor or manufacturer, it could be possible that the data references uh, that we are making. So uh, if, if at all there are any variants or duplicates, enabling the data normalization plugin can help you normalize that. We we, we can actually enable that with the standard uh, name that is in place. And finally, for data accuracy, we can enable data certification that can be performed against a specific field. Like, for example, if you want to validate the CPA account for a Windows server that's based in Sydney, you can enable the data certification rule that will assign a specific task to the teams. They can authorize and make sure that audits are in place. So these are the key things that can definitely help the developers, but there are much more. I recently took a look at the normalization and transformation services. You can find in the documentation if you look up field normalization. And uh, I it didn't actually fit my use case. I was doing an import of about 100 records one time. And I thought, well, I've got all these variations on an answer. But by the time I stood it up, it would have been quicker just to normalize it manually. So there are use cases for this if you've got a constant, let's say, a nightly import, and things are coming in in a known fashion. And you say, well, if I see this 
variation of a CI name or a company name or vendor name, something, you can normalize that because I know it's always coming in from this source as that value. But rather than having three or four variations on that, you can normalize that down to a single instance of it. Uh, If it's coming in on a regular basis, or if you've got tens of thousands of records that are coming in, you may want to normalize that. Even if it's a one-time thing, it will save you a lot of time in the post-migration of that. So there there are times when things like normalization are very, very useful, and times such as mine where I went, it would have been quicker to do it manually. But I got that experience of understanding what it's all about, and that's valuable too. Yeah, I mean, it has cascaded benefits for the advanced functionality, for example, machine learning, when when the data is already normalized. Oh, right. System is able to predict the right kind of choices or the decisions that it needs to take. So probability of or the confidence of making that decision by the system is higher. I wish I had known about field normalization when I wrote the karaoke app. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many different ways they could spell a band name. <laughs> is it Ray Parker Jr. with a dot? Is it JR without a dot? Is it spelled out Jr.? Is it even have a Jr.? It's like, oh my gosh. So I, I kind of had to write that all myself. <laughs> That's not fun either. Samir, what can you tell me about the new and exciting stuff in Tokyo? Well, Tokyo is a very exciting release for us. Uh, it brings in a lot of bene- lot of updates to various part of product suite. Uh, some notable ones that I'll try to quote and I'll try to pull in from where Kasturi was also concluding. So we have updates to Data Foundation and CMDB and CSDM dashboards. We also have updates to CI attestation, which is when you want to verify the actual infrastructure, how is it there, and then be able to create a CI attestation task for CMDB manager, you can have that logic defined. Uh, so CI attestation is there. Then we have new updates or functionality for how do you want to manage the orphan CIs and duplicate CIs if the parent becomes orphan or if the child becomes orphan, then what do you want to do? Or the parent becomes orphan, then how do you want to action on the child CIs. Then we have something around data anonymization. Uh, so you, let's say, want to clone production over to sub-production and you want to anonymize the user data. So some of the fields such as email ID and phone numbers you want to anonymize. Uh, you can do that now through data anonymization plugin. Uh, then we have something called a secrets management, which is one of the things that I look up to. Uh, we we did not have so it's sort of a data anonymization for credentials okay so vault management or credentials management credential also is a data configuration data like eight categories broad categories that i was talking about so how do you want to manage the secrets within ServiceNow? so that is what secrets management is about. So a lot of that documentation is up to date on now learning and docs.servicenow.com around these features. All right, I was listening and I wrote it down. So let me see if we can reiterate for the listener. Updates to the CMDB and CSDM dashboards. Wow, that's hard to say. Uh, We've got CI attestation, data anonymization, which I absolutely am am intrigued by and want to go play with that, and secrets management. Now, Samir, we'll stick with you. Do you have an example of when attention to data governance has paid off? Oh, definitely. I mean, this is so vivid. Uh, I had this global retail customer 
and uh, right from the get go the team was really focused we had an architect platform architect who was focused on how that data onboarding or ingestion will happen from the source at that time we did not have ci certification module and other areas mm-hmm. but uh, so data cal- gathering used to happen using a word document and an excel file but right at the when we were having these kind of discussion there was a kit that was prepared just to explain what is the purpose of the data what how we want to ingest the data explaining the data owners what their data would have effect on service now in overall process making them aware about how their data is going to play a role in overall process was very critical and it it, it really helped everyone uh, we had a local technical governance board where any kind of technical functionality was assessed but there was a bullet item for data focus as well so every developer was asked for how that data is going to be utilized what is the source whether that data retention uh, requirements are there if we are bringing any pi information i'm talking about 2016 when there was no such importance to pi at that time uh, and and that really paid off uh, in a in a big way in terms of successful goalies now i have to mention when you talk about data governance as some customers even think about things like data protection or the policies that are involved like gdpr be an example of that uh, do we do we get involved with that or is that just something about the the data governance process that everybody should be aware of so customers may have a data privacy office which control has a overall control over the organization data spanning across multiple platform or systems service now being one of them so it is possible that service now team will have to talk to data privacy office as well for what data is coming into service now and how that is going to privacy of data is going to be maintained so definitely uh, these external parties or stakeholders definitely come into a picture samir you gave us an example of when data governance works kasturi what happens if you don't pay attention do you have an example of that yes i i had that painful experience during uh, the early stage of when we were implementing the customer was too focused on getting the process right make sure we are following the best practices the development guidelines uh, workflows are built in but the foundation and core data was not uh, was not that important they did not realize that it's oh it's important for the process to run and because of that i would say that there was a considerable delay and last minute rush during our implementation as well one like we were discussing for quite some time on the user data the proper data clean cleaning activity or the normalization was not done and unnecessary data sets were brought in there were multiple records and there were multiple sources bringing in the same set of information and we had to work in the last minute when we were actually doing the go live to do that cleanup and quite a similar experience with the cmdb import as well where the data quality was not prioritized which resulted in lot of rework and we had to do that tune up exercise after our go live as well so that's that's why i would say remember the earlier three important criteria that we discussed about data migration and import it's important to follow those and then make sure that we are aligned and following the best data governance policies that we have in place 
know that expression that you learn by your mistakes? <laughs> we've all we've all learned a lot from this stuff. So we want to make sure that you don't the, the listeners don't fall on their face or or get in trouble. This is one of those things that you you look to a consultant, you look to service now and say, "How do we protect ourselves? We, we, you've got the knowledge. We we learned a lot of this the hard way. So please don't do that again. <laughs> you've been warned." Kastori, let's talk about security and throw some light on what developers should be aware of. Security is absolutely a mandate for all the customers. And my advice for the developers is start these discussions in early stage of implementation. Don't leave it to the end. And ensure that the right data is accessed only by the authorized users, uh, the authentication process that we have to enable have discussions with the customer if they want to enable additional uh, security like multi-factor authentication or adding additional security rules like access controls. One other way of security is to completely understand the encryption concepts. There are ways we can encrypt your personal data for the data in transit versus the data at rest. There is a detailed uh, white paper also available. It's, it's highly important that the developer understand the concepts of encryption and the security. And uh, it's also recommended that they execute health scan and validate the security score uh, periodically. And something which I always educate my customers when we run such health scan is that uh, one example is public reports. Don't have public reports uh, without any access or additional information. That's going to affect your health score. And there are other health definitions and criteria. Make sure you avoid that mistakes when you do the development. And having instant security center, enabling that is going to help you monitor the compliance. It will give you the compliance score. And it will also help you understand the security health. And if there are any security gaps that you have missed during the hardening process, you will get a complete insight of that in the security, instant security center. And in addition to all these, the data certification rules is going to help you in managing the audit and data integrity. And finally, depending upon where your customer is and be aware of the country rules and regulations like GDPR and other data regulation and protection policies. Not that we have to be a master of it, but making sure you understand the basic is very, very important for the developers. Wow. That's a that's quite the list. I think I'm gonna have to publish that in the show notes, but that's <laughs> excellent stuff. Hopefully everybody was writing that down as they were going. Or you rewind it about two minutes and listen to it again. Okay, another one for you, Samir. What are the top three challenges related to data quality and integrity? Well, I can think of three important ones, and it is always around people, process, and technology. So having the developers or the team aware about data privacy, data policies, data governance rules, the golden rules that are set up. So there may be a new developer that is onboarded. Uh, please make them aware about what policies are in practice in that environment uh, and have those followed as well. So you may want to have a doer and checker kind of policy. Somebody do does it and then other person checks it or utilize uh, right rules to make sure that that is followed. 
second is about the technology what kind of trust do you have on the source so there may be a technology stack that is utilized which is primitive which is legacy system so do you trust that data mm-hmm. talk to the data owner if that data is not trustable maybe find another data source that is one option second is to be able to normalize that data so that you are able to then uh, before you load it you are able to transform it so that it is usable by you or normalize it before you load it uh, then third is collaboration between different teams or the process to collaborate so you might have a requirement to let's say uh, have a site information now is that site information exactly as location information could you use the foundation data or do you have to necessarily create a custom table to inform utilize site information if you are not talking or not collaborating between the foundation team and the specific let's say incident management stream then if these two teams are not talking to each other or there is no forum for these team to talk or collaborate then there may be some siloed decision that may be made and then you would run into situation where you are creating redundancy of the data by creating custom tables storing the data and that is moment and tr- that is just truth in that moment but will become stale because core table will be maintained and your custom table may not get the updates so those are the three areas if i have to reiterate people process and technology making sure your developers are up to date help them educate them coach them second is to trust the source if you don't have trust make sure that you are equipped to make those decisions and make the data consumable by service now third is process to collaborate Okay, I just did a little quick math and between the three of us I think we've got about close to 40 years of experience with data and uh, governance and bad accidents we'll call them. Let's talk to the new listener, or the new developer for a moment. What advice do you have for them, Samir? Well, conventionally realize that data has not been developer's responsibility, but since the times have changed, you are at the front run. you are at the mainstream so this becomes your responsibility whether you like it or not no matter how technologically great solution you make uh, data is very core important part of it for leaders to make decisions so you have responsibility be aware about the functionality that service now offers some of the tools that kasturi mentioned about some of the data mistakes that we make uh, which can be avoided to make those meet meet those outcomes uh then is success blueprint for data governance so there are a lot of tools that kasturi talked about today data certification health scan uh dashboards for foundation cmdb and cmd uh, csdm then uh, cmdb health dashboards all those tools it's helped you manage that redundancy make sure that you are talking collaborating with the uh right teams to be able to make those data decisions and are also run through data governance policies that's a lot for the new person to know about but it's important stuff it it really is trust me you don't want to ignore this or you will you will end up with the same scars the rest of us have at this point everything's not perfect but you can certainly mitigate a lot of problems by following this what resources am i going to put in the show notes this time that people can refer to so that they don't have to rewind and write down everything that we said in the last uh, episode or two 
we have lot of material uh, that is available now as short videos short learning nuggets on now learning okay. especially around data anonymization that we talked about secrets management uh, and so a lot of these features that are released as part of tokyo and the uh, earlier ones as well those practices are there 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 is customer success center where is there is a detailed playbook on data governance we would want everybody to look nice. even though it is customer facing but every developer and the other folks such as business process con- consultants or the teams that are working on ServiceNow project they should look at it and then we have ServiceNow docs uh, for latest and the best right source for information that's where i just went while we were recording i went and looked at field normalization and transformation it's like yep Still there. That's the page I looked at. So, and make sure this is obvious, but make sure you use it looking at the page related to the release you're on. It never hurts to look ahead and say, well, what we talked about what's new in Tokyo. So, you might want to explore that. There may be things in the release that you're on that weren't available in the previous release or that are coming. So, just a general awareness about that. You can find all that on our doc site as well. I love the fact that we've got that. Uh, those snippets on now learning too. I was not aware of those. Thank you once again, Kastori and Samir for uh, all this wonderful information. I can't tell you how passionate I am about getting data right. Again, if you don't get the data right, nothing else really works. Uh, this is this is one of those garbage in, garbage out metaphors, or, or if you want to think about it, um, there's another one that uh, is very common that Data leads to information. Information leads to knowledge. Knowledge Knowledge leads to wisdom. That's it. That's it. It's like a triangle thing. You know, data leads to information, information to knowledge, knowledge to wisdom. And you want to be at the top of that pyramid with the wisdom. If you don't get that foundation of data right, it doesn't work. It's It just doesn't. Thank you very much. Can you let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you? Yes, we have. Uh, we we can share the LinkedIn IDs. We are always available, and it's it's the same name that we have. It's Kasturi Nagapun. Perfect. And Samir, like exactly Kasturi said, uh, it's Samir Pandey on LinkedIn. I will put links to those as well in the show notes, so you don't even have to learn to spell them like I did. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Don't forget, check out all the other ServiceNow podcasts. You can find them at servicenow.com slash community under the events menu. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast for absolutely free. You can use whatever favorite podcatcher you've got. You can find it on any of the directories, the popular directory, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Apple. You get the idea. Have that automatically delivered to you so you never miss another one in the future. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow. Executive producer, well, that would be me, Chuck Tomasi. Video and captions are provided by Earl Duque. And to find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, please, I invite you to head over to developer.servicenow.com. Again, thank you, Kasuri and Samir, for sharing with us today. Great stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Chuck. Thanks for this opportunity. We're glad to be here. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. And I lost my cursor, so I'm trying to find it. I have to pay better attention to these words.
Okay, I was listening, so let me just reiterate. We have updates to the CD. <laughs> I can't say it, but I, I've got it right in front of me. You know, I should just learn to stick. In, the, the words are right there. Why don't I just read them? Just stick with the script, Charles. I don't know what's wrong with my brain today. I think I had too much Thanksgiving dinner last night. Maybe, maybe a little too much wine? I don't know. My brain is not working this morning.